Blog Talk Radio. Does anybody want the Lord to make him over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. You know my other side. I can no longer hide. Continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. We thank you tonight for tuning in to a word from God radio broadcast here on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess this evening, Evangelist Rebecca Collier Hagler. And I want you to know tonight that God has a designed word especially for you on this evening. Psalms 119 and 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might that I might not sin against thee. By keeping God's word in our heart, it keeps us living a very holy lifestyle if we obey the word of God. And then Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Meaning the word of God will illuminate our steps as we walk towards our purpose and towards our destiny in Christ. Hallelujah. I just am so thankful tonight that you have decided to join me on this evening as I come and just share a word from God with you. I love the theme song that God has placed on my heart. Lord, make me over again. There are many of us that have fallen by the wayside. Maybe things aren't going right in our lives. Maybe we've done some things that are not pleasing to God. Maybe we're tired of church the usual way. And we want to see God do something different 
not only in the church, but within us. And we have a hunger and a thirst for God. So we're crying out, Lord, make me over again. Lord, change things in my life. Lord, I don't want to be the way that I've always been. I want to be different. And I just thank and praise God on tonight for what he is doing, not only in my life, but in your life. As I talk to different people, and I see that God is yet saving, I see that God is yet healing and delivering, I see that God is yet filling people with a precious Holy Spirit. And I'm just so thankful that God has is, 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 is just a part of me, and I'm a part of him, and that I'm walking in obedience. My 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 pastor, Pastor Sonia Dickerson, spoke yesterday at a women's conference that I must obey God. And that is my cry tonight, that I must obey the word of God. If we want things to happen in our lives, if we want things to change, hallelujah, in our lives, then we must obey what the Spirit of the Lord speaking unto us. I don't know what God has told you to do, but you know. I know what God has spoken in my heart, and I'm doing everything possible to do the thing that God has called me to do. And we're just so thankful, as I said earlier, that uh, you have tuned in tonight here with us on a word from God here on blogtalkradio.com. And I would ask you that after the broadcast tonight, if you would look on our webpage for blogtalkradio.com slash the word from God, there's a button there that says follow. And I ask that you would please push that button. And when you push that button, it would allow you to follow us, be a follower of our broadcast. And it also lets me know that you are enjoying the word that God is uh bringing forth out of this ministry. I do want to say thank you to all of those who have been following this broadcast. I appreciate you so much. I thank you so much for your love, for your support, for your prayers. I I, I thank you for your encouraging words and for everything that you do, uh, for how you tell others to listen to uh, this broadcast. I want you to know that I love you all so very, very much, and I thank you, and I am forever in your debt for uh, just putting the name of a word from God out there so that people will hear a fresh word from the Lord each and every week. I also want you to know that you can go to our website, which is a word from God.webs.com. That is a word from God.webs. Dot com, And I would say that you can go on to our site as well And you can uh, 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 follow all of our different links uh, That we have to uh, our site And to the other blogs also That are connected to that uh, site uh, We also do have a, a Word from God Facebook page And I would ask that you would just go on there And check us out as well, and please click the like button, and that lets me know that you do like the page. Also, you can email me now at a word from God three at aol dot com. That's a word from God three at aol dot com. And I would ask that when you go on our website, 
that you would check out um, our ad costs and our advertisement page on our website. And if you would like to have any of your church events or businesses announced on the air, or if you are a Christian artist and you would like to have your CD played on A Word from God, please go to our website for all of our instructions and all of our advertising costs. Or you can email me at a word from God 3 at AOL.com. Uh, also, on Wednesday mornings, I do a business show. Many of you know that I am in business for myself. And so I do a business show every Wednesday morning uh, at 10 a.m. And on this show, I devote this show to businesses and to business owners. And what I like to do is from time to time I do have a special business guest who comes on to the show and uh, I give you an opportunity to talk about your business. Uh, we showcase you for that day. Um, I do a little interview with you, and I just kind of let you talk about uh, the business that has been placed in your life, uh, whatever type of business, as long as it's a good, reputable business. Uh, and there is a cost of that, so you can go online at a word from God dot webs dot com and you can uh, go to our ads and, and uh, advertisement page and you can find out exactly what all you need to do to be, to get on the show on Wednesday mornings or you can email me at uh, a word from God three at aol dot com. Um, also, um, I would like for you to when you go on my different websites or when you go on the um, the uh the webpage here for blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God, uh, that you'll check out all of the different blogs, all of the different other affiliate links. There are several other blogs on there uh, that are written that people that I'm linked up with, and um, there are some very good blogs on there. And I would like for you to look at the blog where it talks about uh, blood pressure awareness. And on that particular blog, there's a lot of great things. You're going to have to go down and read a lot of the older posts. Uh, there's all kinds of things on there where it talks about um, it talks about high blood pressure, uh, cholesterol, uh, sugar diabetes, cancer, different things uh, that maybe can help you uh, to overcome or to beat some of these things naturally. Um, uh, as far as changing your eating habits, changing your eating lifestyle, uh, doing some exercising, uh, different things like that. Um, it, it will just give you a lot of different insight and maybe help you in some ways maybe if you're having problems in one or two of those uh, areas. Uh, this is not a... Um, this is not a, a, a post by a doctor, but you will see and find some great things uh, on that particular site. So check us out. It looks like we have a phone call, so I'm going to uh, click over. Hello, you're on the air. Yes, Rebecca called, um Hagler, this is your sister from all the way from Clarksville, Tennessee. Oh, hey, I've been enjoying. <laughs> I've been enjoying your radio broadcast, Thank and you. I tell you, I didn't know how renowned you are. Well, praise well, uh, <laughs> I don't know how renowned. But you are doing the excellent. <laughs> 
You are doing an excellent job in trying to provide information to the body of Christ about um, their their business, their health, their uh, obedience. Is that your topic for tonight? Well, actually, the topic for tonight is called Holy versus Worldly. Who is your daddy? Ooh, (laughs) Holy versus Worldly. Who is your daddy? Who is your daddy? Are you on the holy side or are you on the worldly side? (laughs) Well, honey, my daddy is definitely holy. His name is holy, and I have the same last name as his his name. I hear you. Holy. (laughs) Holy with a capital H. O L Y. Holy. Holy for I am holy. <laughs> I want to be everything Hallelujah. that reflects my father. Amen. Because Amen. I am the king's child. I hear you. I hear and you. I am in the kingdom of God. Amen. So. Amen. Well you know we the, are going to uh have you Back on the air And we're going to have you To come on And we're going to give you uh, That evening to just share the word of God Whatever God (laughs) lays on your heart And I'm going to be calling you And we're going to be setting up a time So that you can come on And just share the word Uh, I'm going to give you that evening To just We'll do a little interview on you and we're just uh, going to let you go forth because I know you are a preacher extraordinaire, uh, that God uh, uses you. And we're going to have you come back on, and you are just going to do great exploits for the Lord. Amen. Well, honey, that would be my pleasure, Amen. my pleasure, because God has been increasing my territory. Hallelujah. And um, to the point where I'm like, God, wherever you send me, however you send me, Amen. Whether it be through technology, on an airplane, on a boat, on I a bicycle, <laughs> in the woods, I am ready. On you Facebook, on Twitter. On Facebook, <laughs> on Twitter, on YouTube. I hear However you. you send me, Father, is fine with me because I want, I want to see Jesus because he said his word, his gospel must Go through all the earth Before he comes back Through all parts of the earth Before he comes back And I'm looking for his return And I just sense in my spirit That his return is really Really soon He doesn't want anybody lost I hear you. So you're preaching my message. You're preaching my message. I I wanna be a partaker (laughs) of sharing in in this gospel because how beautiful are the feet of those that carry the gospel and the gospel is good news to all men and women. But I just thought I would just holler at you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We are gonna I'm gonna call you back. And we okay. are going to get you on the air. We're going to set a permanent date, a, a, a great date for you. And we're going to get oh, you back on the right. air. And you are going to share the gospel because I know oh. that you have a word from God. Oh, and I know that wow. there's a lot of great, great words <laughs> inside of you. I know there oh. is. And so I'm looking forward to it. So I'm going to give you a call back. Okay. All well, right. I, I, I just want to drop this in, in right your here, memoir. Tonight. Sister girl, you don't even know it yet, but 
you are coming to Tennessee. Oh, praise God. It's already. <laughs> <laughs> you are coming to Clarksville, Tennessee. Well, praise God. Looking forward to it. You hear me? It. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> and it's going to be a good thing. So praise I'll God. tell you more about that, sis, when you call right. me back. Okay? All right. All right. Love you, girl. Love you, too. Bye. Bye-bye. Praise God, praise God. That was my sister, Evangelist Ella Preston, all the way from Tennessee. We thank and praise God for her, for all of the wisdom that God has placed in her life. And she will be back on the air to share a word from God with us in the next coming uh, couple of weeks because I really believe that uh, God has given her a word for our listeners and our, uh, I was going to say our viewers, but for our listeners. That means maybe I'm going to be on TV one day. I don't know how the Lord is going to move. But I just thank and I praise God. Uh, I also, before we get into the word, I want to um, have you to go on my website, uh, ladybelovelyfashions.net. I have a lot of great, beautiful, fabulous fashions for women and for men, good church pieces, business pieces, uh, after five pieces, all kinds of great things, hats and jewelry and uh, shoes for men. There's just some wonderful, wonderful items that I have on LadyBelovelyFashions.net. So check us out. If there's anything that you like there, you see, give me a call. Check uh, our promotions, um, our, our promotion items. Check our um, uh, that we do have layaway, uh, everything. Just just read up all about us. And if you have any uh, questions, there's a phone number there that you can call us at, and we will get right back to you and answer all of your questions. But check us out. We do have affordable pricing. Uh, we are doing layaway now. So check back with us because I know many of you are getting ready to have some great uh, functions that are coming up. So check out LadyBelovelyFashions.net. Also, my book will be coming out sometime around here the end of fall. And um, it deals with secrets, it deals with wearing masks, it deals with all kinds of things that we as people are hiding and we don't want anybody to know. That's why we wear the mask, that's why we hide behind the mask, because we get a little nervous. We don't want people to know exactly who we are. And so we hide behind our secrets and we hide behind our mask. But God wants to set you free. God wants to deliver you. So uh, stay tuned because the book will be coming out here very, very shortly. Uh, also, I'm going to um, going to be wrapping up soon my series uh, uh, that I'm I'm recording right now, calling the End of Times. I'll be te- teaching on the Rapture, the Bema Seat Judgment, the Marriage of the Lamb, the Great Tribulation, the Antichrist, and much more. Uh, a lot of these things are found in the Book of Revelation, Daniel, First Thessalonians, Matthew, First Corinthians. So stay tuned with us because there are a lot of uh, great teachings on the end times. My sister mentioned that Jesus is soon to return, and we want to be ready. We want to know what to expect, what to look for. But those that miss the rapture and you have to go through the great tribulation, you still need to know what you have to do because things will be different in the great tribulation. You won't uh, uh, be able to call on the name of the Lord or or or, or uh, have the Holy Spirit there to unction you and to guide you. I mean, we can still be saved. We can still ask Christ to come into our lives, but we are going to have to uh, 
uh, give up our own blood, uh, where Jesus shed blood for us. We're uh, up, we're up under the grace period, but where Jesus shed the blood, it's easier now for us to go in unto Him. But during the great tribulation, it will not be. And so I'm going to be doing a uh, series there, and I'm, I may even do a webinar on it. So stay tuned uh, for that as well. Well, as you heard a little bit earlier tonight. Our uh, message is called Holy Versus Worldly. Who is your daddy? Many of us think that uh, God is our father uh, or that he's everybody's father. God is not everybody's father. And we're going to be getting into that in a little bit later. But I want to play a couple of selections for you and once we uh, uh, those two selections finish, then we will be getting into the Word of God. So enjoy these musical selections. God bless you. You are hope. Give you glory. We bless your name. Our Father, you are home. We give you glory. We bless your name. Our Father, you are home.
Praise God, praise God, praise God. Holy Spirit, fall on me, and our Father, you are holy. Those songs should have put you in a mood of worship and put you in a mood to hear the word of God on tonight because our Father God truly is holy on this evening. Before we get into the word, let us pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify you, O God. We thank you, Father God, for being who you are in our lives. Lord God, for coming in and cleaning us up and straightening us out, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that those who are up under the sound of my voice tonight, Lord God, that you will say a word, speak a word over them that will change their very lives. Lord God, that it will point them in the direction of who they want their father to be. Do they want it to be you or do they want it to be the devil? Father God, we pray, Lord God, that at all times that we would always pick you, that we will always choose you, that we will always be on the side of righteousness, that we will walk towards you in whatever it is that we do. Because we want our lifestyle to be just that. We want it to be a holy lifestyle and not a worldly lifestyle. We want people, Lord God, who do not know you, we want them to change because we want them to want you, that they would want to be just like you, that they will see you in us, Lord God, and that they'll say, you know, there's something different about her, something different about him. I want to look just like that. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father God, that as your children, that we do resemble you. We do look like you. We do act like you. And we want to be your children and have you to be our Father. We thank you, Father God, right now. We bind the movement of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. We curse his powers. He is bound right now. He cannot rear up his ugly head or move his feet or become unchained in any kind of way, shape, form, or fashion to stop this word from going forth. In Jesus' name, we pray and we say amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Well, tonight we're going to talk about holy versus worldly. Who is your daddy? Hallelujah. Holiness is being in right standing with God. Uh, we should believe that true holiness will reflect godly character and a different lifestyle than the world's lifestyle. When people in your family or on your job or those who are your friends look at you, what lifestyle do they see you portraying? Is it a lifestyle of holiness or is it a lifestyle? Style of worldliness. Which father do they see in your life? Do they see God or do they see Satan? Whose attributes and character do you show when you are living and walking out your daily life? Who do they see in you? Do you resemble God? Do you resemble holiness? Or do you resemble Satan and you resemble the worldliness, the, the things of man, the things that are not 
of God. Well, tonight we are going to look at the two fathers. First and foremost, there is God the Father. He is a supreme being in whom we believe and who we worship and have relationship with on a daily basis. He is the ultimate creator, ruler, and preserver of all things. He is perfect. He has all power, and he knows all things. That's God. Who would not want to be up under the ultimate creator? Who would not want to be related to the creator of not just this world, but the entire universe? Who would not want to be related to someone that is perfect, someone that is all-powerful, all-knowing? He sees everything. He's everywhere. Who would not like to be connected to someone that great? And then secondly, there's the other father, and he is Satan or the devil. Now, he is the father of lies. And the Bible says he's a murderer. He was created by God. God created uh, Satan, which at that time his name was Lucifer, for a reason. He he created him for worship, to worship God, to praise God. He was the worship leader, the praise leader. But after a while, he didn't want to praise God anymore. He didn't want to lead worship anymore. He felt like, hey, I have all this beauty. I have all of these pipes and organs that were built on the inside of me. I'm this and I'm that. I'm special. So why don't they bow down and worship me? So he decided that he wanted to be in control, and he rebelled against God. And when he was kicked out of heaven by some of the other angels, he did take a third of the angelic angels with him to a place where he is going to spend uh, an eternity forever. He's going to be in hell in the lake of fire and brimstone. That is his final resting place because of his rebellion against God. So let's take a look at these two beings in the scripture, the father God and the deceiver called Satan. It says in 2 Corinthians 6:18, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. 1 John 3 and 1 says, behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Now, have you ever wondered why people sometimes don't like you or maybe they don't understand you? You've never done anything to them. It's just because they see something in you that they don't understand. It's foreign to them. Why? Because it's not of this world, holiness versus worldliness. What you have in you is not of this world. What they see in you is the character and the attribute of your father. 
who is the Father God. They don't understand. Why? They don't understand because your father is not their father. Many of us, we have mothers and fathers, um, and some of us look like our father. Maybe some of us look like our mother. But in some cases, when you have a son and a father, and they say, boy, you look just like your dad. Boy, you act just like your dad. In some cases, that's good for a young man that has a great dad, a good father, a provider, a father that loves his family, that loves his children, that's leading his family in the ways of God. But in other ways, there are other young men or young women who have a father, and they say, oh, my God, he's just like his father. His father is no good. His father is an alcoholic. His father is a drunk. His father turned out to be no good. He's a deadbeat dad. He he, he beats their mom, you know, and they see that in that child coming up. That's not a good attribute. That's not a good character. And something has to change so that you become like the heavenly father and not that worldly, satanic father. While most people, at least those who do not irrationally deny the existence of God, they would claim that all are children of God. I'm going to read that again. While most people, at least those who do not irrationally deny the existence of God, they would claim that all are children of God. The Bible reveals quite a different truth. We are all his creation, and we're under his authority and his lordship, and we will all be judged by him, but being a child of God, and having the right to truly call him Abba, Father, or Daddy, is something that only a born-again Christian is able to do. No, we are not all God's children, but we are all God's creation. First John one and First uh, John chapter one and verses twelve and thirteen reads like this, and I would ask you that you always have a piece of paper and you can just jot down so you can go back in and reread that scripture or go or go back on my on demand or my archives and you can hear this message immediately after this show is over uh tonight. But first I'm sorry, but uh John chapter one verses twelve and thirteen says But to all who did receive him who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Verse 13 says, Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, meaning that they were born spiritually, born in the spirit, not man-born, not fleshly born. So if you're not a child of God, if you have not been born spiritually or reborn, means to do over, if you have not been reborn, if you have not asked Christ to come into your life, then whose child are you? See, I know my children. I have two daughters. I know my children. 
My girls look like me. They act like me. They walk like me. They talk like me. We have some of the same 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 uh, uh, resemblances and, and the same attributes. And uh, one of my daughters holds her mouth the same way I do. And 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 I mean, we're 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 alike, both of my daughters and myself. But for someone else to come up to me and say, "Mom," and I don't know them, I've not spent any time with them. Uh, I haven't, uh, um, they haven't been in my home before, but they just walk up off the street and say, oh, I'm her daughter. Well, no, that's not true because I don't know you. And if God doesn't know you, how can you be his child? God knows who his children are. He knows them because we resemble him. We look like him. We are those who are walking in holiness. Those who are walking according to the world, God does not know them. But the Bible says this in John chapter 8, because I just asked, then whose child are you? If God doesn't know you and you have not been spiritually reborn, then whose child are you? This is what the Bible says. In John chapter 8, verse 44, it says, Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. If you're not God's child, you're Satan's child. And it says that you do the lust, whatever it is that your father wants you to do. Because he, he'll put things in your life that you will begin to lust after. Someone else's husband, someone else's wife, someone else's money, someone else's home, someone else's car. You'll steal, you'll kill, you'll destroy, you'll rob. You'll do all kinds of things because you're doing the lust of your father because that's what he does. And then it goes on to say in verse 44, he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. See, Satan speaks no truth. Everything that he speaks is a lie. He will even take a truth and turn it into a lie, like he did with uh, Eve when he was trying to get her to eat the forbidden fruit. Then it says again in verse 44, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So if you don't belong to God, you belong to Satan. And it says that you will do the lust of your father, the devil. It says that he was a murderer from the beginning and he bode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. He just says whatever he feels like saying and tries to add a little bit of truth to it to get you fooled and confused and make you think. He will even use uh, 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 scriptures out of the Bible. He'll use just enough truth to add his lie to it, to confuse you, to cause you to keep doing the things you're doing so that you would re- never, ever receive Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and become joined to the real Father. Understanding that all people are not children of God and that becoming a child of God only happens when we are adopted by God through faith in, right, in Christ Jesus. 
Understanding that I, that not all people are children of God. All of us, as I said earlier, are not children of God. We don't belong to Him. We are His creation. Now you don't go off and tell other people's kids what to do because their mom and dad gets up and say, "Hey, that's my child." You don't tell my child what to do, but God can tell His own children what to do. Why? Because when we receive him as our personal Lord and Savior, as our Heavenly Father. We are adopted by God through faith in Christ Jesus. Once we ask Jesus to come into our lives, we immediately become a child of the Most High King. It's like how CVS, how uh, the child, I'm sorry, CPS uh, removes a child out of an unsafe home, an unsafe environment, the Holy Spirit comes and rescues us. Once we ask Christ into our life, we immediately become a child of the Most High God. After this encounter, we begin to build a relationship with our Father. Once the Holy Spirit comes and removes us from the home of of the enemy, uh, Satan, the devil, we immediately become a child of God because we begin to build a relationship with our Father. He becomes everything to us, or so he should become everything to us. After spending time with him, we begin to see him as Abba God, or Abba meaning Daddy. It's different. You know, uh, when you go up to your father and you say, hi, father. But when you say, hi, daddy, it has a special meaning. It's a closeness. Sometimes when you use father, it's 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 like it's very, uh, it's a polite word to use. But when you use the word uh, daddy, I mean, you and, 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 and your dad and your daddy, it, it just brings you so close. You run to him. You, you jump in his arms. You can kind of wrap him around your finger because he loves you so much and you love him so much. When we begin to call him Abba, as our relationship with him becomes more intimate, it is a it is a feeling that we have that we can just walk up to him anytime. Because see, God is a king. And I had stated earlier in one of my other messages that when the president's daughters or when the the, uh, the the children of the Queen of England, uh, when they uh, want to speak to their parents, they don't have to make an appointment. They just walk up, knock on the door, and say, Daddy, can I talk to you? Or Mommy, can I talk to you? And their door is always open to their children. Well, it is the same with God. Once you become his child, you are removed by the Holy Spirit out of that uh, awful, unholy home, and you are moved into a holy home and a holy lifestyle. You can go to God anytime and talk to him anytime. Romans 8.15 says in the latter part of that verse, But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, or where we cry, Daddy. And then in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6, and it says, 
because you are sons, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. We have that right now. Once that we once we are in the household of God, once we become uh, uh have our build our relationship with God, we've asked Christ to come into our life, we become his children and we can call him daddy. Because Jesus has an intimate relationship with his father and we have an intimate relationship with Jesus, we have now been adopted into the family of God, and we too have the right to call him Abba or Daddy. Have you made the decision to call God Father or Daddy? Have you made the decision to uh, call Jesus your elder brother and or your Savior? Have you looked at your life And you say, you know, I'm not happy. Things aren't the way I want them to be. Um, I'm not happy living this worldly lifestyle. I want something different. But I don't know what to do. Have you decided to just stay? Have you chose to stay with your father, the devil, and live life as he requests of you? You see, if God is not your father, then Satan is. And if you walk away from if you walk away from Satan, then God becomes your father. But the devil is not going to make it easy for you to walk away. You see, in making a decision to walk with God, uh this is the once in a lifetime chance that you get to pick who you want your father to be. Now, see, when we're born into the world, we don't get a chance to decide who our mother or who our father is going to be. But when we decide that we want to walk away from Satan, that we want to walk away from the worldliness, worldly lifestyle, and we want to come over to the holy lifestyle, and we want to walk with God, you have the opportunity to pick who you want your father to be. Now, I want to ask you a question. Which of these fathers' lifestyles do you have? Do you have God's uh, lifestyle or a lifestyle of holiness? Or do you have Satan's lifestyle, a lifestyle of worldliness? Let's look at some of God's attributes and God's character. Well, number one, it says that God is love. Do you walk in love? Do you have the attribute of your father? Do you try to be helpful to others? The Bible says that God is love, and it says that if uh, we, um, that how can we say that we love God and we don't love our brother and our sister who we see Every day, the Bible tells us if we don't have love in our hearts, then we don't know God. We don't even know him because God is love. He is the epitome of love. Uh, Another attribute or characteristic of God is God is kind. Are you kind? Or are you always just 
putting people down, dogging people out, uh, yelling at people, uh, showing no type of love, showing no type of kindness, showing no type of gentleness. Whose attributes do you have? The Bible says that God is forgiving, that he's long-suffering. He's a grantor of blessings. Do you just walk up sometimes just out of the goodness of your heart? Or if the Spirit of the Lord tells you to do something for somebody else, do you do it? Are you long-suffering? You know, can you put up with stuff? Or do you just immediately have to go off all the time? Are you are you forgiving? Are you walking around with bitterness and hatred and unforgiveness in your heart? That makes you think, whose child am I? God is merciful and he's full of grace. It says every morning that God's mercy towards us, it's new. Every morning, every morning we wake up with new mercies. All of the stuff that we did yesterday, it, it's no more. We wake up with new mercies. God is merciful to us every day. You know, there are things that, that we uh, should be uh, punished for, but he doesn't punish, it, punish us for it. And then uh, being full of grace. God gives us his grace, gives us his grace by giving us things that we don't even deserve because of the way we act. But he's full of mercy and he's full of grace. Are we the same way? Are we merciful to people? Do we hold grudges? Do we have a list of things that people have done against us? Or are we walking in the mercy and walking in the fullness of grace as 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 God does? Do we have grace and mercy uh, for other people? God's a healer. Do we take care of the sick? Do we pray for them? Do we go and visit them? God is a deliverer. We cannot deliver anybody, but we can take them to the deliverer. God is a savior. He's our savior. He's our Lord. He sits on the very throne of our lives. But are we allowing God to sit on the throne of our life? Or are we putting God at the foot of the throne and we sit on the throne? God gives us a way out of sin. He helps us. There's a way out of sin. We go to Jesus. We ask forgiveness of all of our sins. And we leave them there. And we don't take those sins back. And we don't uh, uh, get up from there and then go back and do the same thing. Once we've been saved, when we repent, whenever we repent and ask God to uh, help us, to forgive us, we walk away. And we should not ever, ever, ever commit that sin again. And then God is the giver of life. Not only just new birth as a baby, but he's the giver of life and the newness of life for us after we receive Christ as our personal Lord and Savior and we become a child of God. Now, those are God's attributes and those are the the characteristics of God. Let's look at the characteristics of the enemy, of Satan, the devil. First of all, he's full of hate. He he hates people. 
He hates God's people especially, but he also hates his own. He He's a liar. Uh, he has the, the spirit of condemnation, of guilt, of shame, of pain, of hurt, of secrets. He causes you to suffer. He brings about sickness. He tempts you to sin. He keeps you in bondage. The Bible calls him a thief, a thief and a robber. This is what the Bible says in John 10 and 10, and it says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Satan cometh not but for to steal. He wants to steal from you. He wants to put you in bondage. Not only does he want to steal from you, he wants to kill you. He wants to take your life uh, physically, spiritually, however. He wants to kill you. And then he wants to destroy you. Now, that's the father that you're serving. If God is not your father, it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that God wants to steal or to kill or to destroy us. But he says, I am come that they might have life and that they might that they might have it more abundantly. Not only have life, but an abundance of life. He wants you to have more than what you need. He wants you to have more than enough. He wants you to be piled high with abundance, that you have so much that you have to be a blessing to other people. So who is your daddy? Holiness versus worldliness. It's up to you who your father is. God, you see, is a father who stands by his word. He says in Isaiah 55 and 11, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. God's word, he says, will not return unto him void. But many of you say, well, you know, I've received promises and and words from God and nothing has happened. And it's not God's fault. Because he says his word will not return unto him void. It is up to you to make a stand against the devil and and stand flat-footed and say, I believe God. I am going to stand on the word of God. Whatever God says, I believe it. And that settles it because his word says it shall not. God does not send out his word and and it's just out there and it's doing nothing. He says that, um, he says, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So begin to watch what you say 
and begin to speak the word of God so that when God sends forth his word in your life, that it will prosper the thing whereto he sent it, that it will be accomplished, that it will not return void, but that everything that God says will come to pass. He says all the promises of God, all the promises, all the promises of God are yea and in him amen. Now, the devil will lie to you to keep you under his control, to keep you in his family. He will even go as far as to tell you that God doesn't care. But you see, beloved, God does care. It is the devil who does not care. But I told you earlier, he is a liar. He would tell you to look at your life Look at all the things you've done How can you expect God to forgive you For the things That you've done You've done so many horrible things You've lied You've cheated You've committed adultery You've committed murder you, You've raped You've robbed You've stole You've used drugs You were a prostitute He'll tell you all of those things And he'll tell you God doesn't care, but that is a lie from the very pit of hell. He, Satan, will bring every sin to you to make you feel condemned and to make you feel useless and to make you feel unforgivable. But if you listen closely, if you will listen closely, you will hear a still, small voice in your spirit Telling you that is a lie. What he's saying is not truth. That is not my characteristic because I am a God of love and I am a God of forgiveness. There is nothing God would say to you that you have done that I won't forgive you of. I want to share my testimony with you about when I became. When I first got saved, I, um, my ex-husband at that time and I, uh, we were living in Okinawa, Japan, and God took me all the way across the world. I grew up in church. I sang in the choir. I did all of the religious things, but I was not saved. And I went to Japan and Okinawa, Japan. And while I was there, I affiliated myself with a church there. And um, our pastor went on a 30-day fast because the majority of the people in the church were not saved. We were all living a lie, and the devil had us right where uh, he wanted us. We would have choir rehearsal on Friday night and immediately after choir rehearsal, we would all hit the club, go to soul night. Uh, each base had a different soul night uh, once uh, once a month. So we would hit every club that had soul night. We'd be out there dancing and drinking. After we had came, uh, just came from the church uh, singing and praising God with our voices, and then we would immediately go and do what the enemy wanted us to do. But one Sunday... Uh, well, before um, that, uh, Andre Crouch and the disciples had came to the island, and um, 
many of the people at the church, we all went, and many people uh, during that uh, weekend gave their life to the Lord. And um, something big was coming up, and I had asked a couple of people, oh, are you going to the party, are you going to the ball, or whatever it was that we were supposed to be going to. And many of them told me, oh, no, I don't do that anymore. I'm saved now. I gave my life to God. And that kind of hit me because I had watched these people. We had partied together. We had drank together. We had danced together. We had done a lot of things together. But now they were uh, uh, leaving that lifestyle. They were leaving the worldly lifestyle, and they were moving over into the holy lifestyle. They were leaving their father, Satan, and moving to their father, God. And so one Sunday at church, it was like around about the end of our pastor's fast, and I heard the call to give my life to Christ. And I was sitting in the choir stand, and I was like, I can't go down there. The devil was just talking to me. You can't go down there. How dare you think you can go down there? You sing in the choir. Everybody thinks you say, if you stay here, nobody will know that you've never given your life to Christ. And you can continue living your life how you want to. But I just kept hearing and kept feeling the unctioning of the Holy Spirit for me to walk down there and give my life to Christ. And I heard the Lord say, if you make one step, I'll make two. And so I just I just stood up real, real quick, and I walked with my head down. And I didn't want to look anybody in the eye because the devil was telling me, everybody knows you're a liar. Everybody knows you're a liar. Look at you. You've been lying all this time. Now they know you're a liar. And he followed me all the way to the front, lying to me. But I just got up there, and I put my hands up, and I I humbled my heart. I opened up my spirit to God, and I prayed the sinner's prayer. And when I opened up my eyes, because the pastor said, I want you to turn, and because I knew other people had come up besides me and, and behind me, and he said, I want you to turn, and I want you to tell somebody, tell someone that you are now saved. And I turned around, and when I opened up my eyes, there were other choir members, other deacons, a couple of preachers, I mean, just all kinds of people who were like me, who were living a lie. And from that point on, uh, I have been saved. That was back in 1972. And I thank God that I walked away from the world and from uh, my father at that time, Satan, to a lifestyle of holiness, and I walked towards my father, God. Uh, Don't be raised and trained by the wrong father. For you see, not only does Satan hate you, he hates his own children. He brainwashes them into believing that he's in control. He uses tricks and lies to get his children to do what he wants them to do and to use them to do what he wants. He lies to his children by blinding them to God's love and to God's truth, putting doubt and questions in their mind by saying, you're a good person. You don't do anything wrong. You don't need to go to church. Hey, you don't even need to be saved. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're going to be all right. 
you're going to make it in. And then he'll say these words, only a mean and cruel God would send you to hell. You're a good person. You don't have to worry about going to hell. But see, God does not send us to hell. We go to hell because we have not accepted Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. And we and, and we have not been in, adopted into the family of God. But there is a way. There is a way that you can get into the um, family of God. I want you to know that when Satan speaks those lies to you, those lies come from the very pit of hell. He tells that lie to keep his control over you. You see, he's leading his children to a place where they will spend eternity in hell and then on to the lake of fire and brimstone with him never, ever to get out. But see, God is trying to lead you to heaven, to a place where there is so much beauty, there is so much joy, there is so much happiness, there is no 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 more death, there are no more tears, that every day is howdy, howdy, never any goodbyes. Uh, it's a place of righteousness, a place of holiness. No sin can enter in there. God is trying to take us to a wonderful place, which is called heaven. Being a good person does not get you to the Father. There is only one way to get to heaven, and that is through Jesus Christ himself. I'm going to give you a few scriptures here, and then we're going to end this word. Uh, Jesus says in John 14, verse 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the way to enter into heaven. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And it says no man can even come to God, can come to the Father, unless the, excuse me, unless they first come through Jesus Christ. John chapter 3 and verse 18 says, Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Whoever believes in him, meaning Jesus, is not condemned or doomed. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already. If you don't believe in Christ, if you don't uh, ask him into your life, the Bible says you're already condemned. It's not God's fault. You make that choice because it says you're already condemned because you do not believe. Because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. You must believe in the Son of God. You must know the Son of God. His name is Jesus. You must know that he bled and died on the cross for your sins. 1 John 4, 9 and 10 says this. 1 John 4, 9 and 10 says this. This is how God showed his love amongst us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Verse 10, this is love, not that we loved God, 
but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Jesus, God did not send his son uh, because uh, uh, we were so in love with him. He sent his only son to die for us because he loved us so, so very, very much. And then it says, and many of you know this scripture, it's John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loves you so much. Now, I have children. I don't have a son. I've never had a son. But uh, I have two daughters. And it says that God loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son. I don't know if I could love the world that much to send my daughters to die for the world. And then it says that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loved the world so much, the worldly people, those who do not know him, those that are a part of Satan's family, those who are bound, those who have been lied to, those who have been kept from the truth. God loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son, his only true son, that whosoever in this world would believe in him, that you'll never perish, but that you will have eternal or everlasting life. See, when we die as children of God, we close our eyes here and we open our eyes immediately in heaven. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So so as soon as we leave this world, we immediately go to our new heavenly place. But that also means that those who are not saved, when you die and you close your eyes here, you wake up in a place where you don't want to be. Your eyes will open into a place called hell. And then after the end of time, after uh, everything has been destroyed, you will then be judged and you will then be placed in a lake that burneth with fire and brimstone. I know that sounds like old school people say, how dare you, Sister Becky, preach something like that, scaring people uh, half to death. But you know what? Sometimes we have to be scared into the kingdom of God so that we don't wind up going to a place that was not even made for us. And as I uh, uh, as I told you earlier, I'm doing a teaching on the rapture, and I will be explaining that more in my series on the end times. But hell nor uh, the lake of fire and brimstone was made for you. It was prepared for Satan and his angels. It was never prepared for you. God wants you to forever be with him. Uh, I'm going to take you down a road right now. It is called the Roman Road. 
And on the Roman road, these scriptures will help you to decide whose child do you want to be. Do you want to live a holy lifestyle or do you want to live a worldly lifestyle? These scriptures are all found in uh, the book of Romans, all found in the book of Romans. I'm going to give you a minute uh, to um, write those down or you can follow me in the scripture. I would just tell you to go ahead and write them down. And uh, that way, these are good um, scriptures for when you're witnessing to someone that you can lead them to Christ. The first scripture is Romans chapter 3, verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. When we are not saved, we are not walking in the righteousness of of God. We are not walking in the righteousness of God. Scripture says, as it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. We have to give our lives to God in order for us to live a righteous life. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Many of us have sinned, and we're missing out on the glorious, wonderful things that God has in store for us. No one on this earth except for Christ himself can ever say, I have never sinned, because we've all sinned. But Jesus made a way for us that all we have to do is come before him and we pray and we repent and we ask him to come into our lives and to save us. And we renounce all of our worldly ways and we ask for forgiveness and then we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. Uh, Romans 5 uh, verse 8 says, But God commended his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ did not die for those who are saved. We're saved because he died. But Christ died that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. God showed his love. He He poured out his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, while we were not thinking about him, while we were in the club, while we were sleeping around, while we were shooting up dope in our veins, while we were drinking, while we were murdering, while we were uh, doing homosexual acts, while we were being on the the down low, while we were uh, uh, lying on somebody or gossiping about somebody, while we were coveting somebody's husband or somebody's wife, while we were stealing all of those things, while we were yet doing those things, God poured out his love toward us. And while we were yet sinners, he allowed his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ 
our Lord. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we die in our sins, our payment is death. And not so much physical death, but death being separated forever from God. But the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord So if you want to live eternally If you want to be with Christ You must accept his son And you must accept the payment uh, uh, Of his son uh, For what For how he redeemed us He redeemed us Through his blood He shed his blood He gave up his blood Meaning his life For us that we would not have to give up our own life, that we wouldn't have to die for our own sins. Because if we had to die for our own sins, we would be a hurting, hurting generation. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in him, believe in thine heart, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If tonight, if in the next few minutes, you shall confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and that you believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, the scripture says here that thou shalt be saved. I'm going to read that one more time. It says, if if thou shalt confess, I'm sorry, I lost my page here for a second. It says, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if you confess and you believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, that Jesus is who God says he is, Thou shalt be saved, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made uh, unto salvation. And then Romans 10, verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I have one more scripture that I want to share with you. And it's not in the Roman road, but I like to use it a lot of times um, with the Roman road. And it is Revelations chapter 3 and verse 20. And it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me. 
Now, many of you have seen that painting where Jesus is standing at the door and he's knocking. So you would say, well, why is Jesus knocking? Why doesn't he just open the door? Because if you ever noticed on the picture, there's no knob there. So with him knocking at the door, you have to, as the scripture says in in Revelations 3 and 20, you have to open the door. And once you open up the door, then Jesus will come in and will sup with you. And then he says, and he with me or you with me or with him. God wants you to make a choice tonight. He wants you to decide, do you want to live a holy lifestyle? He wants you to decide, do you want to live a worldly lifestyle? Do you want to stay the way you are? Do you want God to be your father? Or do you want to stay with an unholy father by the name of Satan? He cares nothing about you. But it is up to you tonight to make a decision on who you want as the Father and the Lord of your life. Because if you choose not to make God your Father, then you choose to make Satan, to continue to have Satan as your Father. And I'm telling you, that would be an awful, awful mistake. So I'm getting ready to go into a musical selection. When we come back, we will pray.
Praise God, praise God, praise God. My life is in your hands, O Lord. <clears throat> this is the opportunity that you get a chance to decide who you want your father to be. This is the time where you can say, I want to live holy versus living worldly. I don't want the enemy in my life anymore. I don't want Satan to be my father. But I want you, God, to be the Lord of my life. The scripture in Revelation 3.20, as I read earlier, says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and I will sup with him and he with me. Romans 10:13 For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can be saved on tonight. You can change your lifestyle. And you can change who your father is. You no longer have to be in a home where you're being mistreated. You no longer have to be in a family where you're being lied to, where you're being disrespected, disgraced. You don't have to be up under a father that cares nothing about you. But the only thing he wants to do is to cause you to go to hell and to the lake of fire and brimstone with him to a place that was not even made for you. Tonight, you can give your life to a new father whose name is God. My sister said earlier tonight that she has the same last name as God and that it was being holy. You tonight can be one who lives a holy lifestyle. The scripture tells us to be ye holy, for I am holy. That's what God is saying to us tonight. Be ye holy as I am holy. Holiness is a lifestyle. And you can live a holy lifestyle versus a worldly lifestyle tonight by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You can walk into joy, a fullness of joy. You can walk into all kinds of wonderful, great things. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is not going to be easy because once you walk away from Satan, he's going to be angry. And he's going to try every trick in the book to get you back and or to make your life miserable. But see, you have someone now in your life that will help you, that will fight against the enemy for you. You don't have to fight the devil off anymore. All you do is you use the word of God against him. And you just tell him like Jesus did. Jesus says, Satan, it is written. And that's what you do. Once the word of God becomes fluent, in your life and becomes a part of you, you can use the word of God against him and he will stop for a time until he comes up with a new tactic. But by that time, God will have warned you and you'll be ready and you'll know how to come against your old father. 
But tonight, if you want to be saved, if you want to give Jesus a chance and you want God to be your father and you want to live a lifestyle of holiness, God is here tonight for you. The song is playing down at the altar and it's saying, Jesus is waiting for you. Now, I'm not there physically to lay hands on you. I'm not there physically to lead you, but I can lead you over the radio, over the airwaves, and God will touch you, speak to your heart right where you are. So let us pray. I want you to pray these words behind me. If these words mean anything to you, if you are saying these words and you mean them, Jesus will come into your life on this very night, and he will save your soul. Hallelujah. Repeat after me. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I want to change residence. I no longer want Satan as my father. I want to tonight, Lord, to receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. And Father, I want you from now on to be my Father and the Lord of my life. Jesus, I ask that you forgive me of all of my sins. I renounce each and every sin that I have committed in the past. And I pray that you cover with your blood, cover me with your blood, that if and when I do sin now, that you will prick my heart, that the Holy Spirit will prick my heart, and I will ask for forgiveness immediately, and I will not continue to do that again. Devil, I renounce you and all your works. I no longer listen to you. I no longer give you my heart or my life. I now belong to Jesus. Jesus, I thank you for saving me. I praise you for saving me. And I give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer tonight, I want to say welcome my sister, welcome my brother. You are now in the family of God. You have been adopted into the family of God. I would ask that you will find in your area a good Bible teaching church. Pray and ask God where to send you so that you might, don't go to the popular church, but go to the church where God sends you so that you might learn, that you might grow, that God can use you to be a blessing to others and that you can lead someone else to Christ. For those of you tonight who are maybe backslidden and you want to come back home, let us pray. Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that you forgive me of all of my sins. Father, I want to come back home. 
Forgive me for walking away. Help me, Father, to do what I what I'm supposed to do. Put me, Lord God, where you would have me to be. Cause me to grow. Help me to spend time with you. Help me to get into your word. Give me a hunger and a thirst for your word. Father, thank you for bringing me back up under your loving kindness and your care. Father, thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And I would say to you, my brother and sister, welcome back home. Hallelujah. God is so good. There is nothing that the scripture says that God will withhold from them who walk upright. I pray that you will continue to flow in the things that God has called you to do. Allow the Spirit of God to move you. Allow the Spirit of God to use you. Get into the Word. Get into prayer. Begin to fast. Begin to seek God's face. Many times we want to seek God's hands, but we need to seek the very face of God to find out, God, what can I do? How can I be a blessing to you or to someone else? Because when we bless someone else, we bless God. And then in return, God blesses us. Hallelujah. We just thank and praise God for his word on tonight. I pray that you were blessed. I pray that that word ministered unto you in such a way that it changed your life, that you will be a different person after this. Hallelujah. Well, I just wanted to take a little time here. Um, Many of you know that recently I have, uh, God had laid on my heart to ask that uh, you be a blessing to this ministry. Uh, by sowing a seed of whatever amount, however, whatever the Lord tells you to do for a Word from God uh, broadcast. Um, I was praying, and uh, it was confirmed by two witnesses and even through the Scripture, where it says that you have not because you ask not in James chapter 4 and verse 2. And God just told me to ask the body of Christ for a love offering and or donation. There are many things that God has laid on my heart to do for his kingdom. My main ministry has always been that to hurting women. And God uh, wants me to just be a blessing to women um, all over this world. And I want to be able to do it, but I can't do it on my own. And I do need um, your help. And so I would ask that if God leads you, I know that you pay your tithes at your own church and you give offerings at your own church, and that's the way it should be. But if God so leads you to um, uh, be a blessing to us here at Word from God, I would be so appreciative. And what you do is you just email me and uh, let me know what you want to do, and I will send you a PayPal request. And you can pay with your credit credit card through PayPal. And I would just appreciate uh, all that uh, 
that you can do for this ministry. Well, it looks like we have a caller, so we're going to go to our caller. Good evening, you're on the air. Uh, good evening. Yes. I just wanted to call in and just say I appreciated the work tonight. Praise God. So that was it. I just wanted to just let you know I appreciate it. Praise God. I'm I'm so so happy. I I pray that it was a blessing to you, and um, I pray that you can take that word and you can just share it with someone else. Tell people. Uh, to go on the radio and they can hear the hear it on the archives because I believe it's a message that God wants people to hear. We 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 seem to be be getting away from actually uh, leading people to Christ, and I'm so glad that God uh, dropped that word in my spirit on tonight. So thank you for calling. God bless you. Same to you. Right, bye bye. Well, praise God. We thank God for that caller. We thank God um, for each and every caller that that does call in. We thank God for each and every one of you who uh, have been a blessing through, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, just uh, telling us how much you enjoy the program, uh, your words of encouragement. Um, I, I, I'm just so so happy and, and so thankful uh, what uh, God is doing here on a a word from God. It is truly a blessing to come before you each and every week and just share a word from God with you. I do pray that you will go to my uh, website, uh, ladybelovelyfashions.net. I have a lot of wonderful, fabulous styles for you to choose from. Our fall selection is out. Uh, men and women's clothing, jewelry. Right now we are having a 10% off jewelry sale. So go on there and check us out. Uh, uh, give me a call. The phone number to the company is on there. Uh, give me a call, and we will rush something right out to you. Uh, we have some fabulous pieces, as, I've, as I'm always saying. And um, check us out, because I really believe that you will uh, enjoy what you see on the website. Well, I see that the old clock on the wall is saying that it's time for us to to close, again, it is always an honor and a pleasure to come before you and share the word of God with you. You you just make my life so complete by just listening uh, to me each and every week. I'm telling you, I don't know uh, if I didn't have this outlet. I'm so thankful because God gives me so many, uh, uh, so much word, and I just want to be able to share as much of it as I can. And so I just want to say now thank you for tuning in to A Word from God here on blogtalkradio.com. I ask that you join me Wednesday morning uh, at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time where we'll be discussing a little bit more about business. Um, uh, if you would like, if you are a business owner or even in ministry, and you'd like to be on our show on Wednesday morning, uh, where I can interview you and we can talk about your business, we can talk about your ministry, we can talk about your new CD. Uh, it is a cost for that. Uh, it's a very minimal cost. You can go on to a word from God dot web dot com and just check out our ads and advertisement page, and I'll tell you exactly what you need to do. And, or you can email me at wordfromgod3 
at AOL.com, and I'll get some information out to you. So thank you once again for tuning in to A Word From God on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess, evangelist Rebecca Collier-Hagler, saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for him. And we will see you next week, and God bless you. Yes, what?